0: Rockstar Energy Punched, bringing a bold and unapologetic flavor packed with energy through a blend of B vitamins, guarana extract, and 240 milligrams of caffeine to fuel what's next. Rockstar Energy Drink. And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, a couple of weeks back, I actually found a great article. It, just the title of it kind of Tickled my funny bone, as it were, but then I got to thinking, read the article, and it's something that I have actually experienced in my life. It was at kprz.com slash articles. I always point you over to that part of the website. Do I introduce my kids to the Easter Bunny? And think about it. Yes. And there's often... I believe two different sides, usually, to that particular question. We'll get to that in just a second. My guest, and I hope I'm saying her name right, was actually going to ask her before we started the interview, so we'll just we'll, we'll go with the wind here and see if I'm correct. Darcy Fuqua, she is a daughter, wife, mom, sister, and aunt of 19. That is a lot of nieces and nephews. I have two. She beat me by a bunch. <laughs> and this, she is a proud American. And I love that she calls herself that. That was probably my favorite uh, reading her bio. It's just, you know, we need more people that just believe and love this country. She's a self-labeled serial entrepreneur, writer, blogger, CPA, project manager, business analyst, dance instructor. And one thing that I love also, we'll get to it at the end of the segment Mental health advocate. Wow, Darcy, what don't you do? Welcome to the show and across the county, you are really in the weeds in so many different areas.
1: Um, yes, absolutely. And right now, mom is ninety nine percent of the time, though. <laughs> so don't. And you don't sleep apparently
0: at some point. I don't know where you fit that in.
1: <laughs> I get my sleep. Actually, that is very important to me. Everything else is has to wait till tomorrow. Um, thank you so much for the great introduction. Your last name is actually Fuquay. I guess we should have um, you know, went over that before, but <laughs> no worries, nobody gets that one right. Um Fuquay, like said, so I um, said that
0: correct this time, right?
1: Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, yes. Um I just wanna thank you for um allowing me the opportunity to be on the show with you. And um yeah, so all of the experience, I was actually just writing an article about, um, you know, about bios, about biographies, and I was reading, you know, I was reading a lot of other writers, um, that I aspire to be like, and I was just, just saying, how, how have they done all this, and at such a young age, and, you know, what I realized is that, you know, they haven't done it all at once, you know, uh, like I said, right now I'm 99% mom, <laughs> so.
0: Well, you know, I, I mean, I've been a single father. I mean, my kids are in their 20s now. And uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's hard work, even when you have somebody else by your side. And it, it takes up a majority of your life. But it's such a rewarding experience.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Well, first off, I'm very excited that we're both dog lovers. I know this doesn't have anything to do with the show, but I I'm a, I have a little chihuahua at, at my house, and he's kind of like the light of my world. And I also love thrift stores, so reading that in your bio as well, I was like, uh, we're people of the same soul. I love that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, I have Charlie. He is actually 15. What kind he of dog? A very, um, he, we got him from the pound in Auburn when we were in Auburn, um, just a little mix of everything. He's about 70 pounds um fluffy and spotted um but he he is doing really great for 15
0: Love it. it, yeah. My playing mine playing is seven, and he is, he's full of energy. He had a lot more energy when he was a puppy, but he's, uh, for a seven-year-old, he's still in the thick of things. Well, I want to know more about, first off, your labor of love, which is Leighton Lane. People can go to leightonlane.com. If you need a spelling on that, it's L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Lane, com. which, in a nutshell, is about living the transparent life of an imperfect, beautifully redeemed soul. I love how that was written. What does it mean to you? Where did it begin? And what can listeners find when they go to the website?
1: Well, okay. So, Layton is actually my mom's maiden name. Um, and I, I don't know. Honestly, I just kind of like came up with that name one night. And it's kind of funny because I was thinking about redoing the site and naming it after Uh, you know, just after me as a writer. And I prayed to God for just some discernment about it. And wouldn't you know, I bought an office chair the next day and the name of it was Leighton, spelt the same way. So I said, all right, we're just going to leave it right there. Um, He's always definitely providing me the way when I ask for it. Um, So I actually went through a very tough um, time after the birth of my first son. I went through what's called postpartum psychosis. Um, and with that, I'm going to just keep it short. Um, there was a lot of just confusion and um, disappointment, obviously, because it wasn't how I imagined my first year with my first son. And I went through depression um, and insomnia, anxiety, you name it. I went through it, and it was a very long walk with God. Um, he was able to bring me out of the guts of despair. And um I actually started once I was fully restored, it was almost a three year battle, um, fully restored, um, I started to write, um, just as an act of obedience, but also as an um as a cathartic approach for me. Um and as I wrote the words um of the people I met, um, the, the patients that saved my life, changed my life, um, racked me with humility. Um compassion. Um, Anyway, as I just started writing and sharing, I just got a whole lot of me too. And I realized there's just a lot of people that not necessarily have the exact same story as me, but that a lot of people that are dealing with mental health issues and also the issues of keeping faith while going through a mental health crisis or while dealing with your, you know, ongoing mental health issues. And I have to admit at times, you know, it was, it was hard. I had that faith, but at times it would get to be the size of a mustard seed. And I, you know, I just didn't, understand why he was letting it happen but as i've walked through these things as i've written them out i've really started to see where he was there all along just in certain people he brought in my path you know he was just i I developed a relationship with him that was amazing i mean i want to think of a better word but it was it became a very intimate relationship with jesus that i didn't have before i went to the trial
0: I love that you know, because sometimes we don't really see at the beginning of a journey, especially one that is either not up to our expectations or it's put us in a place of despair. And we, as you said, you ask God, you know, why? Why is this happening to me? How can you allow this to happen? But then you start to go through the process and you realize that as you're getting through this journey and whether it's getting to the other side or you're on the other side, not only is there a reason for it, but you're a better you. And you're more in line with what God would want for your life. And that is a great thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a lot of times he doesn't provide the reason, of course, the side of heaven, I always like to say. Sure. Um, but I was, like I said, I was able to see the little, the little trail, the little trail of his pieces everywhere, you know, that led me back onto the path, um, my path of restoration. And you know, and, and then I started feeling like a little pressure, like, okay, I just started feeling this call. Like, I want you to write, you know, and, I want, and I, a lot of the women that, are, that I am um, in, in a writing group with, you know, they all have that little call sometimes. And they said sometimes, you know, we're, we're very disobedient to the point where we start to feel like God is stalking us, <laughs> um, you know, and telling us just just do this. Just put these words down and then just have the faith that I will get that message to the person that I want to, to get to. And so it's definitely been a journey, and it's it's been fun. It's just something I do on the side, um, but I'm just learning so much and meeting so many other people um, that are also in this very um, wonderful walk with Jesus and trying to spread the word and gospel to everyone.
0: I love that. And it's when exactly did you launch Leighton Lane and is – this just a lot of your inner musings about your journey with God, you know, from the birth of your children to things that are going on in your life, maybe things you're noticing in society.
1: Um, yeah, it's actually just kind of a mixture of a lot of things. Of course, my main niche is mental health and faith. Um, but, uh, I launched it back in 2017 and I wrote on and off, but nothing really seriously until actually the pandemic started. And then that year I wrote 70 articles, um, and yeah, we had a lot of extra time home. on our hands. <laughs> yeah, we did. But, um, you know, both my kids were at home and I was still working. I just worked, um, you know, from home. Um, but it just, I had a lot of words just to, to come out. Um, some of my main stories, if you read earlier, of are all the patients that um, I met at the stays at the mental hospital. Um just friends I made while I was there. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I had a different experience when I stayed at the mental hospitals than what a lot of people do that I've talked to. Um, I was able to like, what I like to say is um, meet Jesus in the halls of the psych ward. Um, Just from listening to their stories. I met so many veterans that were there that unfortunately get passed around from hospital to hospital to homeless shelter. If there's no room, um, I met just all walks of life, older people, um, you know, younger girls, um, people trying to get clean off drugs, people with, I mean, just everything you can imagine. Um, and everybody had a story, and, um, of course everybody had a story, but their stories changed me. Um, it made me look at what's in my own backyard very differently. Um, you know, this beautiful little community. I love, I love where I live. I live in a beautiful community. We're not far from the beach. Um, it's a safe community. Um, everybody's really nice. We've got that southern hospitality going on. And I didn't really realize how much distress and despair is going on right here in my own community until I stayed at the hospital.
0: Yeah, sometimes it just um, takes others' lives and perspectives to, especially when you do a deep dive into them, to really get a perspective on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean it like I said it, it rocked my world but I realized God gave me those people. Um I'm a very sociable person. You might be able to tell that just from yeah, just talking a bit. but um <laughs> yeah just a bit. But um he he gave me them like their like I said their stories changed me. Um you know not at first I wasn't really grateful obviously for the the experience.
0: <laughs> I'm curious. Do you still um, keep in touch with some of them since they had such a profound impact?
1: I wish I could. Um, there's a lot of HIPAA rules and stuff like that. Ah, I did, gotcha. I did run into a lady that was one of my caretakers um, at the last hospital, actually just a couple weeks ago. And I, she was a waitress and I kept, like just getting kind of closer to her. She wasn't our waitress because um, I just wanted to see if she recognized me. And uh, finally I just said something to her and she's like, I'm so glad you said something to me because she's not allowed to. Um, oh, that's awesome. She wasn't. Yeah. So, but yes, of course we hugged and exchanged numbers and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was just a great moment. She was definitely one of my, I called her a mama bear. She was definitely my protector and my advocate when I was there. Um yeah, Mama Otherwise, Bears are definitely
0: the best. And so it seems like there's so much of what you experienced and what you dealt with over at com, And I hope people check that out because this really is, as people are finding out, a labor of love. Again, that's L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, com. I want to get to your article. Uh, there's so much to get to, and I know we're going to run out of time. Do I introduce yeah. my kids to the Easter Bunny? Uh, I I found it, again, at our our website. We posted it there at kprz.com a couple of weeks back, but people can get it at crosswalkibelieve.com. And it sounds to me like you had a real-life example which led to you just writing this in the first place, something that went on with your kids. Tell us about it, because I loved it uh, personally. Uh, When I was raising my kids, you know, Easter was, when I was growing up, about springtime and egg hunts and the Easter bunny, and then I obviously got my relationship with Jesus Christ, and when I was raising my own kids, Darcy, I found that you really can incorporate some of those things, the celebration, the acknowledgement of Christ's rise from the grave, to make that a little bit more fun for the kids, so that they understand it, and they also think that it's a lot more palatable is not the right word but it's easier for them to go through it and to understand i think and i really think there's not there shouldn't be two camps as far as easter is just this springtime celebration and easter should also not just be hey let's go to church and celebrate the resurrection of christ what was the reasoning behind this article What, what do you think
1: um I think it was more, uh, like I said, I posed it as a Christian. Do we introduce our kids to the Easter Bunny? Um, and I think it was like like you said, is it is it just about the celebratory, secular things, or are we focusing on Jesus? And that was my main um, you no know, point in this article was what is your focus and intent? All we have to do is make sure that that is straight, where it needs to be. Teach our children about, you know, the resurrection, about the price he paid for our sins, the reason, all the reasons we celebrate Jesus, but not every, it doesn't have to be a holiday to celebrate Jesus, obviously. Um, Well,
0: yeah, because you mentioned also in the article as well, we should be celebrating Jesus every day, not just around Christmas and Easter, as we're talking about here, but that should be a celebration that takes place on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yes, sir. Um, Yes, sir. But I grew up, obviously, with the, I grew up with the Easter Bunny, my mom. too. Hit our even hit our basket um, and left a little trail of clues to find our basket um, in addition to, of course, the eggs and stuff like that. But I, you know, I think as kids, I think as parents, um, I kind of wrote this article in in kind of a lighthearted, funny style, just because I think as parents, we already have enough pressure on ourselves, um, you know, to worry about whether we're ruining our kids with the Easter bunny in the basket. I mean, like I said, the, the art, the whole point is intense. So teacher, teach the children the intent, the focus is on Jesus. Um, and I actually, if you got a minute, I had a complete, what do you call it, a God wink moment, or maybe more like a God smack on Easter Day. Um, and it was just like, I think it was a very reminder that I need to be walking the walk a little better than just talking the talk, because my son said, when I told him it was time to get ready for church, it's the worst day ever for church, my seven-year-old son. Oh, boy. Yeah, to which my jaw dropped wide open, of course, and, um, you know, my not not helping the situation husband said, I think he maybe should have wrote that article on a different angle, um, which I didn't appreciate his comment. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, of course, I took the opportunity to teach my son that, first of all, you know, every day is a great day to go to church, to worship, to learn about Jesus. and Then I explained, you know, of course, the reason for Easter and that it's a perfect day for us to go and celebrate the fact that Jesus defeated death and he gave us the gift of eternal life. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, all about I, the
0: focus. You know, it, where do you place facts over fiction? And, you know, kids are such easily drawn uh, individuals to that holiday magic. I remember when I was raising my kids because I still wanted to keep all of the things I grew up with, with, you know, the Easter Bunny, and like you said, hiding the baskets and the eggs. And I came across, I don't remember where I came across them, but they were resurrection eggs. And they had religious and spiritual different figures inside most of them. And then in one of them, it was empty. And you describe that to your children after they find it as, hey, this is like the empty tomb of Christ, because he rose from the grave. And so it's things like that that I think can really tie everything together.
1: That is, that is such a great idea. I'm going to have to look for those for next year, of course. Yeah, I
0: believe they're called resurrection eggs.
1: Awesome. That is very cool. Um, I did ask him, I said, so what do you think Easter is about, son? Um, and he said family time. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pre-warn you, the seven-year-old uses family time as to the max. He uses it as an excuse to miss out on baseball practice sometimes. I try to miss out <laughs> on baseball practice. Um, but, you know, when he said that, obviously, as a family, we get together with my huge family, like those 19 nieces and nephews. And um, we celebrate together. Um, we, of course, do all the eating and all the, you know, all the um, activities that comes with it. But we also say that prayer before we start our celebration. My brother usually leads it. Um, we stand in a big circle and hold hands around our kitchen, and um, we start that celebration with them. My son also said the thing about family, you know, it did remind me of God's beautiful creation of family. Um, And also just how much Jesus loved children and their blind faith and imagination, unbridled joy. And I think he loves seeing children happy, well cared for and loved, and smiling and laughing while they're hunting eggs and eating chocolate. You know, I don't think it's something that's frowned upon.
0: And I like that you brought up because my family did the same thing for Thanksgiving and usually when it was a huge gathering, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter time, we would make sure and my grandma definitely made sure of this, and she would bake this special bread and that we would all join hands and usually one of us or two of us would say a prayer, you know, blessing the meal, and it, that makes it, I think a lot more real about what holiday you're celebrating and why it's important.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Noah here and across the county, so pleased, and I'm going to try the name once again. I messed it up at the beginning of the show, but uh, Darcy Fiquay, right? that that was it. Perfect. Got her on the show. And she's a tremendous author and a blogger. And I mentioned so many other things at the beginning of the show. You can check her out at com, And I'm going to spell that for you in case you want to go to the right website. I mean, it's a nice thing to do. L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N Lane.com. com, And pointing it out, because it is in the article, and Darcy, you know, is the Is the bunny in the Bible? You know, a kid might think about that as they're, you know, kind of doing the spiritual religious thing with the traditional Easter thing. And then as a parent, you have to explain that he's not. And then you list, there's all these fascinating things that, you know, some people leave leave carrots out for the Easter bunny as well. So it's it's a very lighthearted article. And I like that. It makes it easy to read. And I think you can actually share that with your children as well.
1: I look
0: forward to it. Yes, actually. Oh, I'm just looking for you to, to expand on that. So when you wrote it originally, did you think, hey, maybe families will read this together and it's going to give them a better understanding about maybe how they can celebrate Easter? And then the kids, hey, well, you know, we've, we've done the Easter Bunny thing and, and that's great. And then they realize that the focus is really over here.
1: Yes, actually. Well, I mean, my intent was writing it for the parents. Um, I don't know that I really expected for, I guess, my age children to to understand the humor and the, the point of the whole thing. But, you know, definitely, yes, older children, that would be, you know, a fun little thing to read together. Why not?
0: Hey, as long as you can keep the families together doing things in the spirit of the holiday, I think that is an absolutely great thing to do. And before we leave the show, Darcy, we touched on uh, your mental health journey. And I wanted to ask you about the importance of mental health because I'm a huge mental health advocate. And I think especially in 2022 with where we're at today, it's really starting to gain some serious traction with the importance. People are starting to take it just as seriously as their physical health. So when this turned into a priority for you, did you really think to yourself – you know, I need to write about this. I want to be able to share what I've learned and be able to bless other people so that they can come across and build themselves up mentally as well.
1: Um, Yes. I mean, like I said, I think it was a little bit of, I definitely had a little bit of apprehension at first. Um, It's obviously a very um, vulnerable role story. Um, of the things that I went through. Um, and then, you know, like you said, I mean, there's this big stigma around, you know, there's been a stigma around mental health, and I think there's a lot of work being done to break that stigma. There um, is,
0: and there's more think, to be done.
1: Yes, always, always. But that's, you know, that's with, like, most anything in life. Um, but definitely, I think my whole point is to show the transparency, the transparency of my faith with God when I went through that with um, my time with Jesus. Because it was, I think the hardest part for me was, I've been a believer since I was a child. Um, And I, you know, I love God with all my heart. And the hardest part for me was letting go of this resentment, I guess I would say. Um, Sorry, I'm struggling with the words on that. But at times I did hold resentment towards God because he wrecked my life. You know, not he necessarily, but what happened to me right. Oh, sure. Again, it goes back
0: to the, you know, why is this happening to me mentality?
1: Absolutely. And I've, I've found that there's a lot of people, um, struggling with that aspect of also like, you know, like one of the things you hear is, um, Christians aren't supposed to feel that way. You know, like if you're depressed, you know, oh, I've heard that um, before. You to too. Have more. But,
0: but, but then yeah. again, at the end of the day, we are all human and God understands that. And I think God wants us to feel that way because He knows that in that transformation process, that we're going to look back on it and go, yeah, you know what? I was scared. That's probably why I was feeling that way. And now that I trust in Him, I actually understand it.
1: Wow. That is such a good point. That is a really great point, Noah.
0: I know, because I've dealt with that myself. It it comes with some of the things I've dealt with over the years. You're scared, and so you obviously, you, you want answers, and you're not getting them. When you get the answer, and your life has taken that journey, you're looking back, and you say, yeah, that's why I dealt with that. There's a reason. There's a reason for everything. I truly believe that.
1: Oh, Yes, we could talk more about that. <laughs> we could definitely Well, talk we're definitely going
0: to do a show when we have you back on across the county, just talking specifically about mental health. You're also joining one of my good friends, Gary, on his radio show here. Um, and I'm tremendously excited about that. So we'll have you back on. I know we're running out of time here. Anything you'd like to close with about mental health, something you'd like to maybe leave the listeners with? words of encouragement, and also maybe something on your article, Do I Introduce My Kids to the Easter Bunny? What do you hope people pull from that?
1: Well, i definitely say from the mental health aspect is, for me, it is always Jesus equals mental wellness, but not to the point where I don't believe in science. Um, I believe that Jesus uses the tools of science, of doctors, of medicine, and stuff like that to help us get to the point of restoration. Um, There's no time limit on your amount of time that you are in depression. Um, You cannot simply just pray away something like clinical depression. I mean, certainly you can. There's certainly miracles all the time. Jesus does that for people all the time, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't also use doctors or therapists, you know, or like I said, medicine to intervene and get you on that path of wellness. Don't be ashamed and don't struggle forever. And not just because you have this, maybe I don't have enough faith, um, you know, point of view. That's not the truth. Um, so I think that would just be my main, my main message on that, but mental illness, um, mental wellness and faith are inseparable. Um, now as far as the Easter bunny goes, um, I would just say, you know, don't stress so much about all the little things, um. Just, you know, I read an article by Lisa Bevere, I think, the other day, and she was talking about how she had scheduled to do devotions um, with her children when they were young and scheduled this time. And she found that her kids were just not really into it. And she said, so instead, we just started talking about Jesus over the dinner table. We started talking about while we were in the car while we were, you know, getting our lunches ready for the next day, and that became our devotional time together. It was more of a conversation and a relationship with Jesus, showing them how to have a relationship and be able to just talk to him like a normal person would and just develop their relationship that way.
0: Um, I love, and I, I love, love that. that because not only can you use that around the holidays to where, okay, and if you want to keep Easter dinner celebrations separate from what it's actually about, fine. And if you also want to incorporate like I did it earlier on and, and you do with, with my kids and you intermix the two, resurrection eggs, maybe something a little different than that, that's fine too. And then outside of the holidays, you had, Don't necessarily force somebody. This is something that was told to me, Darcy, and I don't know if you agree with this. I never, well, I did originally try and force my kids to go to church. And I realized that by doing that, that actually pushed them away. And my pastor actually said, you need to let them come to God. And that's a much better Mm -hmm. tactic.
1: Absolutely. I love that, Noah. That is great. Yes, absolutely agree. I've seen that so much. I've seen where children have rebelled because of that you know, constant push, Yeah, you know, so, but yes. Oh, I love that so much.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the show, Darcy. It's been just a pleasure, especially learning your last name, knowing so much about you and what makes you just a great mental health advocate and an awesome writer. And maybe we'll talk about another one of your articles and more in depth about mental health. Have you back on here on the show in just a, just a few weeks time.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Noah.
0: You're welcome. That's Darcy Feekway, and you can check her out at Laytonlane.com. Again, I'm going to spell it out for you. leighto dot com. Laytonlane.com. Check out her article at Ibelieve.com crosswalk.com. Do I introduce my kids to the Easter Bunny? There's so much more about her, and I highly recommend you check her out. Thanks for joining me, everybody. Oh, oh